Welcome on into episode seven of the Talking Schmidt podcast. Mike and Andy coming at you on a Thursday night. Andy, how you doing? Mike, what's up, man? How are you doing? Doing all right. Just, uh, you know, weather's starting to take a turn. It was a cold day. Feeling kind of tired today. Not, uh, still, uh, still haven't recovered from the Browns loss on Sunday. Oh, what a mess. How you feeling? You know, I, I actually kind of like this weather. This fall weather is the favorite, my favorite type of weather. I don't like that it gets dark really early, but I'm liking the nice crisp weather for sure. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. No, I saw, <laughs> I saw you were doing some work on uh, Logan's room yesterday. How is that coming along? Good. We got the crib set up. We got the dresser set up. Um, Got a uh, chair in there, and I just uh, was hanging some signs in there just a few minutes ago. So it's coming together. Awesome, man. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Time is definitely flying. I mean, I can't believe it's already week seven of the NFL. Yeah. I mean, we're already we're halfway through the fantasy season and, uh, you know, getting close to the halfway point of the NFL season also. Yeah, we're going to have to do our uh, – Mid-season show. Yeah, that'll be have to be next week. We'll have mid, to do that. Mid-season awards like we did last year. That was For fun. sure. For sure. But, Mike, what, you got to tell me, what, what were your thoughts on the Browns game this past week? Andy, I've honestly tried to block it out of my mind and out of my memory. I have looked at zero football stuff this week. I just – man <laughs> – Andy, I think Freddie Kitchens is a problem. Yes, yeah, this, this team is not well coached. What they do just blows my mind. The, the play calling is just really, really questionable. I mean, all the way around, everything is, Mike. I mean, even, you know, you have all these receivers that aren't catching the ball. Callaway can't catch the ball. You have Hilliard who had a drop pass that turned into an interception. Higgins was finally healthy. He was dressed. Freddie has said all week that he was ready to play. And he didn't. What the heck? He didn't play one snap. I mean, what? why even dress him if you're not, you have no plans of playing the guy? I, I honestly just don't know what Fr- I mean, Freddie's doing. I, I mean, honestly, Andy, nothing makes sense. We don't have a discernible identity. We don't have a game plan on offense. You know, Nothing. it's like he's, yeah. he's shooting from the hip on every offensive series, just trying to do something completely random. There's no definable plan. There's no formula th- that the Browns operate on. It just, it honestly makes no sense. You just see a coach who's standing on the sidelines, calling everything and anything just to try and figure out if anything will work. Like, yeah. it, you know, okay, supposedly our offensive line is bad. They did a better job against the Seahawks, but there were still problems. I honestly think part of it is they're trying – they're waiting too long for these deep routes to develop, which I think was uh, – is a problem. You know, and then they make excuses. Oh, well, Odell Beckham gets double covered and they take him out of the game. Okay, you mean to tell me that a guy who had three catches at minimum until he started playing for the Browns in every single game he's played gets – completely covered to where he's taken out of the game. Andy, 
you look at what great receivers in the NFL, great receivers in past seasons, it's it's all about timing. The Browns just have zero timing and zero rhythm on offense. You mean to tell me you can't run a ten yard out with Odell Beckham? It, it's Mike. It's 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 just a bunch of excuses. I mean, every single team that has a star player is going to have them double teamed. You don't see Correct. that affecting any other team. You even see. Look at, for example, look at um, Terry McLaurin, the rookie wide receiver who plays for one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they're finding ways to get him the ball with no quarterback, with no other playmakers around him. So there's no excuse for it. I mean, you have still have Jarvis Landry, you have Nick Chubb, you have Rashard Higgins. The play calling and just the execution have been horrendous, to say the least, this year. Look, I, I was a proponent of Freddie calling the plays to start the season, and even even up so was even I. up until this point. But it, it's to the point where Freddie cannot even manage a game. He he can't manage a game. He doesn't understand situations. He, he's got to give up the play calling on the offense and be the head coach of the team. It, it's honestly, it, it just he he's in way over his head. I like the guy, but. He's in way over his head, and I don't, I don't know if you remember um, what Bob Wiley, our old offensive line coach, said before the season started. He said, quote, Ken Zampezi did all the coaching. Remember, he was the quarterback's coach. Baker likes Freddie, so that led into Dorsey's decision to hire him. Al Saunders did all the red zone work, and I did all the protections. Bob Wiley said that before the season started. And he got criticized for that. He got by roasted a lot of people. for that. But you know what? It's it's those are the areas. Those are the areas that we're having problems, Andy. Offensive Especially, line, freaking red zone, Mike. In the red zone, what the hell is going on in the red zone? Where we were so efficient last year, it's just like you're just waiting for them to turn the ball over every single time they're in the red zone. Now it's like it's like a flashback to the Deshaun Kaiser oh. days. Absolutely. You know, you have a, good, a drive where we're moving the ball down the field and then, oh, we give it away or, oh, what, what are we doing? What kind of play calling is going on there? It's really, honestly, very, very concerning. And well, what, what the heck was that one play? And, and I'm like I said, Andy, I haven't even thought about this since Sunday. Uh, this is all just off of, off of my somehow memory. But like when we we're Freddie went for it on fourth and goal or something and we didn't get it. And they got the ball. They they did like a stupid like draw play where they moved Chubb to the outside and said just go. Oh, 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 oh. And then on fourth down. Oh, no, because then Jarvis, they challenged the touchdown. And Chubb had already walked into the end zone. But Freddie had yes, thrown the yes, flag, yes, yes. for God's sakes. Yeah. Like. Oh, I know. Dude, th- this know. guy. There was rumors that Freddie was going to be fired this week. I saw that. Who knows I how true know, those right, were? Exactly. But... Who knows? I, you know, Dorsey has to be upset. How could he not be? He assembled this really talented well, look, team he, he... with tons of playmakers, and we can't find ways to get him the ball. Look, at the end of the day, yes, Dorsey is did we think do a good job of assembling a roster, and I completely agree with you. But at the end of the day, it was his call to hire the head coach, and and if you remember the guys that they interviewed none of them have been head coaches before none of them had had any head coaching experience so it really it begs the question what are you doing and i honestly think andy that he wanted a guy who could be almost his puppet 
because of the problems that he ran into in Kansas City with an experienced head coach and Andy Reid, and they butted heads. It's a possibility. And I guess to Dorsey's defense, there wasn't a ton out there. I mean, there was Mike McCarthy. You mean to tell me you both you didn't take, really have a ton of you would have taken Just hold on. Bruce. Just hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me finish, please. That's what I was getting to. Bruce Arians, you know, why didn't they even express any interest in the guy? He was the one guy who, who was a proven head coach who has been out there, who's had success with the Arizona Cardinals, who's had success, uh, is, is a Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator. He vocally expressed interest on national television several times that he wanted to coach the Cleveland Browns. And they didn't even give him an interview. It didn't make any sense. I mean, he could have been the head coach. He could have, you still could have kept Freddie as the OC. Um, Josh McDaniels was another guy who has had head coaching experience has shown that he can run an offense. Who knows, Mike? It's hard to say. I mean, Mike McCarthy's not coaching anywhere, but at least give the guy an interview. I mean, leave no stone unturned, you know, when you acquire this much talent. And I don't know. I I honestly think experience sometimes is – is a good thing. I mean, when's the last time we hired a coach that actually had head coaching experience? Eric Mangini and we, okay, that's it. That's all we've ever yeah. had. That's it. I think Hugh Jackson had eight games. I don't even with the Raiders. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. that's about. I mean, that's not really and much of anything. But I don't know. Who knows, Mike? I mean, it. Hugh or um, Freddie right now, he's digging his own grave. If he can't figure it out. It's pretty bad that you had a Freddy you know, Freudian slip and called uh, Freddie Hugh, almost called Freddie Hugh there. Yeah, going, that was pretty bad, huh? You know, because <laughs> I mean, but honestly, though, you're not you're not you're not wrong. It, that's about how it's going with the level of talent that we have. Is is it's very disappointing. And that's the thing. That's that's almost what is more frustrating is that when the Browns were bad and they didn't have any talent, yeah, it sucked. But you weren't. There were no expectations, so you'd go in pretty much expecting them to lose the game. Now it's like you know we should. With- so I think we got cut off there. So uh, we missed missed the tail end of that, Andy. If you want to. So I was just into it. all I was saying was the, the more frustrating part is that you know when we were bad. There were no expectations for the team. Losing still sucked, but you know finally we have a good talented group of players. We're expected to make a run at the playoffs. And, you know, when, when you look this bad, especially with how good they looked at the tail end of last year, it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it really is. It just it doesn't have the same feel as it did last year with the success that they had on offense. I mean, you almost believed that Baker was going to take them down every single time and score a touchdown. Seriously. Now, now it's just – well, Mike, that's, I don't see it. I agree. When, when, when Baker would drop back, you know, when we would run an offensive play last year, I always felt very confident we were going to move the ball down the field, at least get a field goal. You know, I, I don't ever remember feeling that in the history of being a Browns fan. No, no, it was, was a great feeling. It was great. And we had maybe a, what, seven or eight game stretch of that. And now it's right back to being like, every time he drops back, you're just praying that he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, at least half of them have been tipped balls. But, you know, I, I honestly think that it is an offensive issue with the system, timing, and play calling. 
there's so much wrong, Mike. I mean, you hit it on the head. It's, it's a ton of different things. But it is so frustrating seeing the ball hit the hands of an NFL player and then not be able to come up with it and then have a guy. It's just such a Browns thing that a guy is right there and then it bobbles up in the air and goes right to him. Yep. I mean, how? that's just I, the Browns. I hope that they can turn it around. I, I really do. I honestly think I'm, I'm ready for a bye week this week. I think we need a bye week for our own mental health and – <laughs> you know, I will say this, me and me and uh, my dad and Eric and Evan were at the game. Um, and it was it was a fun game. I mean, it was back and forth. We were in it. Just the disappointing part is, you know, just like the Rams game, Mike. I mean, we we were right in it. We could have easily won that game And This, you know, this just is just a side thing. How bad were those referees, Mike? Andy. Horrendous. You were, you were at the game, so you didn't get the replays. Andy, they were pathetic. That supposed block that oh they called God, on Jarvis my... Landry, the guy ran right into him. They showed that replay on the screen. Oh, they did, huh? I thought it was going to be Bottlegate 2.0. That stadium went nuts. Jarvis was screaming. I mean, what, what the hell was that, Mike? You can, can you not block in football anymore? Or what are you supposed to do if a guy is running at you? Just run out of his way? Let him tackle your player? Honestly, I don't even know what a penalty is in the NFL, NFL anymore. And then this supposed horse collar on oh, Russell Wilson. Oh, where, uh, where, oh yeah, right, right, right. Where, where you grab the player's nameplate and it's a horse collar now? I mean, <laughs> what? 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 It, it's... It's mind-boggling. And it's not just the Browns. Did you I hear mean, the, the Dan Orleski rant, rant about the refs? No, I didn't hear it. You want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead and play it. I'm interested. I'm talking to you. You don't have a problem. You have an epidemic. Your product is slowly being ruined by a third party that has no consequence to their actions. And you may not pay a lot of attention to social media, but you should. Because... Not thousands of people, not tens of thousands of people, but millions of people are unhappy right now. And unhappy people don't spend money. America's favorite sport at times is becoming unwatchable because of bad officiating. And it's not an October 2020 fix. It's not a 2020 fix. It's an October 15, 2019 morning fix. Your product is being ruined. You need to fix this now. That's the reality of this situation. We can no longer come on shows after a really good football game and have to talk about the bad officiating. The Detroit Lions fans and team should not have to go, oh, we should have played better. When we grew up, it wasn't about, we used to always have coaches tell us, ah, don't let the officials, they don't impact the football game. They're impacting too many football games. And I'm telling you, Fans are sick of it. What is the answer is the question. Every time a flag is thrown, there's somebody up in a booth. It's almost like college football. You either confirm or overturn that flag. That's how college football handles targeting. If they throw that flag for Trey Flowers last night, hands to the face, someone in the booth immediately can go, I can confirm that or overturn that right now. It's it's timeless. You don't have to. Makes a lot of sense to me. Ton of sense. And, and like he said, I think the main thing that he said that he pointed out 
was that there's no consequences for these referees. Find the guys, do something to them if they consistently are making piss poor calls. Look, I mean, because it, it is affecting the product. It is. It definitely is. And and look, I am not saying that refereeing is an easy thing by any standards at all, especially at the speed that the game is going. But have a guy in the booth that's confirming all the penalties. Exactly. How hard is that? You know, it's 2019. And you, have, you have a camera covering almost every angle of the field. Get it organized and, and communicate and, and get it done as a referee team. Yes, you said at the end of the day, get it right. You have high-definition replays, Mike. This isn't 1960 yeah. anymore. Nope. You know? So, interesting thing I saw on Twitter. And, you know, they say that, you know, the refs – Obviously, it's not all the refs' fault, right? It's, it's not at the end of the day. But they can have an influence on the game. Like, the, the difference, because I think it was a, a last-second win for the Packers against the Lions, wasn't it? Very, in a very close yes. game. Did they kick a field goal? Yeah. Um, the difference in that game, if the Lions would have won that game, they would have been in first place in the division. They're now in last place in the division. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. You know, it is. It's frustrating. They got to get it right. They sure do. Well, enough with the depression and the doom and gloom. We have a bye week this week. You got any plans this weekend? Nothing major. No. How about you? No. Same here. Just uh, stuff done around the house. Not uh, not wallowing my misery watching the Browns. So (laughs) that's uh, that's a positive thing. They better be, you know, because they play the Patriots after the bye week. So that's <laughs> Don't remind good God, me, please. Good God. I think uh, I think your dad's uh, line already got their defense plugged in for that game. <laughs> going to score 30 points, turning Baker over about six times. Easily. Oh, for sure. Anyway, well, it was uh, an interesting week of fantasy football. It was a uh, real, real nail biter on uh, on Monday night. Well, could have been a potential nail biter on Monday night as Eric, the worst team ever assembled, won their first game of the year, improves to one and five, knocking off the fighting Fantuzos, 81 and a half to 80 and a half, a one point win for Eric. Congrats to Eric. And I, I brought it up uh, to Eric the day of that. Uh, obviously, I'm sure most of us know that Joe Fantuzo didn't start a tight end and the Bills defense had a bye this week so uh the uh, uh who played on monday night the uh chargers the, and the lions the, and the packers or the lions and packers yeah. yeah so uh the lions defense was available in free agency so that that could have uh put them could have sealed the victory over there. the top and i do believe that there was a backup packers tight end that caught a pass as well so um but uh eric uh, eric got lucky that joe didn't set a lineup this week yeah, congrats to Eric. <laughs> finally coming through, getting that first win. It's a good feeling to finally be in the winner's column. I know that all too well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe doesn't really have to uh, set a lineup this week. All he's got to do is just put Evan Ingram in a tight end uh, and ride the Bills' defense against the Miami Dolphins, and he'll be uh, just fine. Yeah, he should have a pretty big week, I would think, huh, Mike? Yeah, who's he, who's he play this week? We'll have to take a look at that. Um, yeah, pretty <laughs> – pretty crazy but uh yeah eric got eric got his win so you know good uh good on him i mean obviously uh 
14 points out of Phillip Rivers, 13 out of Adrian Peterson, who played the Miami Dolphins. Adam Thielen, 14. Calvin Ridley, 12. Austin Hooper, who's probably been his best player to date, uh, 21. And I think Eric's going to be getting Saquon Barkley back this week. Yeah, it looks like it. He's Him and uh, Evan Ingram have both practiced um, the past two days without any restrictions. So good sign for Eric and his best player back. Yeah. And I wonder if uh, Eric can go on a little bit of a run here, kind of like Matt, like Matt did last year. I think Matt was Matt zero and six or zero and five last year. I think he was zero and five. Yeah. Then he won like he won like five six in a row. He, he almost made the playoffs. Yeah, which was nuts. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, it's not. It's definitely not out of the realm of uh, possibility. So um, anything can happen, and you know, I think Eric's. Uh, waiting on Kareem Hunt to, to get back in a couple weeks here too. So maybe, uh, maybe that'll make a difference. I'll take Kareem Hunt over Hilliard who can't seem to catch a cold, Mike. Oh, gosh. That is just, that guy sucks. But Hey, we don't need Duke Johnson, Andy. We don't need him. Wow. Yeah. It's a bad move. Bad move. Uh, and the Browns traded Austin Corbett, their second round pick from last year too, by the way. Fifth round pick. Yeah. Pretty sad. Not uh, not a good look for not not a good last few moves for Dorsey, I will say. But um, Joe Fantuzzo's team left 19 points on the bench with uh, Golden Tate. He had a big game. Yeah, 18 for Dak Prescott. Although he did get 30 out of Matt Ryan, 22 out of Zeke. Boy, Melvin Gordon and the Chargers look like a mess. Yeah, what is going on with them? They do not look good at all, man. Honestly, trade Melvin Gordon at the deadline and put Eckler in there. Because they were winning more games I, with Eckler. They were doing better. They looked better with Eckler. For sure. I think Melvin's out of shape, out of football shape yeah. at least. It's going to take him you know, a bit I mean, to get it, back. It's going to take some time. Um, my God, did they look They look terrible. Mm-hmm. Losing to a terrible Steelers team with their third-string QB, making him, and they, making him look like a star. Yeah. And their defense, the Pittsburgh defense played pretty well in that game, but I don't know if it was them playing really well or just yeah. the Chargers being that bad on offense. Sure. Combination. They, they got down pretty quickly, like by a big amount in that game. I think they had two defensive touchdowns or at least one defensive touchdown. Yeah, and the Steelers just kept feeding Connor, you know, on the ground mm-hmm. and through the air because Juju only scored half a point. See, and I'll give the Steelers credit for this because right now with, with a struggling quarterback, you know, or not having their starter, obviously, and then, yeah. you know, they're on their third string quarterback, they're still finding ways to, to put him in a success, successful spot, oh. you know, there, which is, you know, what it's not a groundbreaking thing that the Browns can't <laughs> seem to figure out. I mean, the third string quarterback, Mike is playing well and they're winning games. Why can't the first overall pick in the draft do that? And that's all coaching and play calling. Hit the nail right on the head. Couldn't have said it better myself. I was going to say, so that's what coaching looks like. Yes. It's very frustrating. I mean, I'd take Mike Tomlin in a heartbeat. Oh, for sure. 100%. All right. Anything else on this game before we move on? I think uh, one last thing I'll say. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, ever since they called out Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins and basically said he's been terrible, Mm -hmm. he's been playing pretty good. So that's a good sign for Eric that uh, Thielen's doing well. And we'll we'll get to Stephon Diggs later (laughs) after that, that big trade went down earlier last week. Now, remind me, did we criticize that trade? 
Like I think it was, I think it was highly criticized. Okay, I I forgot. (laughs) All right. Well, moving on to a much happier topic for you, Andy. Uh, Tyreek's daycare improved to three and three with a big, big outing, one sixteen and a half, downing your team seventy five and a half to fall to two and four. Um, Evan's team looking dangerous. Yeah, his team looks really good. I mean, um, who would have thought when you start two running backs from the same team, the backup would score 21 points and the starter would only score five. <laughs> but, hey, Evan's pulling the right strengths. He got it done. That's good management there. I guess one of them was bound to have a big game, right? No, I don't. So, and I also want to give Evan a, a little bit of a shout-out because uh, he has been the number one applause giver on the Anchor app so far this season. I think at least in the last 24 hours, I've gotten eight different notifications on my phone that Evan has applauded in <laughs> a different podcast at one point. Evan, another, uh, so. Evan has told me that he he's he's really enjoyed listening to the podcast this year because you've been very complimentary of his team. <laughs> Where in years past, you have not been. So he said that he's really enjoyed your compliments of his team. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard not to be complimentary. I mean, Russell Wilson got 28 points. I mean, he absolutely owned the Browns and, you know, I think we've beat that dead horse well, well enough, but I mean, Andy, I'll be honest, Russell Wilson's looking like one of the best QBs in the NFL this year. I mean, he's got 14 touchdowns and zero interceptions. I mean, he's really, really leading that team. He looks great. And Evan is taking full credit for it. Evan claims he's a QB whisperer. Mm. He said he's developed previous quarterbacks in the, QB ones like Matt Ryan in years past. Okay. Um, so he said he just whispers to them, throw the touchdown. And is that what Hugh Jackson used done. to do? Hugh Jackson. I don't know why he was whispering, but <laughs> it didn't seem to work out. Okay. Okay. So Evan has taken the nickname of quarterback whisperer from Hugh Jackson because he's uh, That's correct. no longer in the NFL. Um, Tyreek Hill. Boy, did you see that catch that he had this week? 22 and a half points. There was a uh, offsides penalty on the Texans. Mahomes took advantage of it, bombed it down the field. Um, uh, Tyreek Hill plucked the ball out of the air in between two defenders for a touchdown. It was ridiculous. Obviously, it didn't hurt him missing any time. It didn't take him any time to get back at all. No, no. The cheetah is back, and uh, I expect big things from him. Uh, they play tonight, actually. Um, yeah, they do. Robert Woods, seven points, but Andy – the, the Rams ran into the San Francisco 49ers who, I, I, Andy, they're looking like the real deal. They're, they're legit. Yeah, they are definitely legit. Very good defense, holding the Rams to only seven points. Very impressive. Mark Andrews consistently one of the most consistent tight ends week in and week out with another double-digit performance. Alshon Jeffrey, 18 points. Um Good, solid flex start there. The Vikings defense, a little bit uh, surprising. They're only five points, and they've been playing pretty good lately. But um, I'm a little bit surprised the Eagles aren't doing as hot this year either. Um, Yeah, with as many of the weapons as they have on that team, it is a little bit surprising. Yeah, I mean, Um, definitely thought that they could beat the Vikings, but Vikings have a good defense. The Eagles, though, Mike, so this is good for me and Evan. Look at look at the teams they play here. So at the end of the season, heading into the playoffs, week thirteen, Miami. Week fourteen, New York Giants. Week fifteen, Washington. That's a nice little stretch where they're going to have some good games. Now, why you got to go announcing that? Well, 
feel like most of their players are already taken <laughs> ah, anyway. True. <laughs> true. We don't want to give uh, anybody any unnecessary advice. Just, just <laughs> that's why the people listen to the podcast. That's true. That's true. They do listen for the advice. So, for future reference, if you would like a piece of advice, do not trade Stefan Diggs <laughs> for Rex Burkett. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But uh, Evan, oh, Evan, Evan definitely made the right calls this week. I'll tell you what, I. I did not think Demarius Thomas was going to be a uh, relevant fantasy player. He got eight points this week. Uh, Sam Darnold beat the Cowboys, came in, got the Jets their first win of the year. That was uh, He played pretty impressively. They looked like a different team. That's for sure. Yeah. With Sam Darnold in there. Um, we'll see if they can keep it up. Yeah, absolutely. State of your team, Carson Wentz. I mean, he had a pretty good week, but uh, 20 points. 25 and a half out of Chubb, who's the second leading rusher in the NFL. He's a beast. He's, uh, he's having a great year, definitely living up to his first round billing, as, as I've been, we've been saying pretty much all year. Uh, Austin Eckler, very disappointing, three and a half points. I just don't think that the Chargers know what they're doing and really know um, how to handle these two running backs. Uh, Hunter Henry came back and had a big week. Uh, Huge week. For the Chargers, um, which we'll talk about later. Um, Amari Cooper, he I think he left with an injury, right? He did. And I don't. I, it looks like he's not going to play again this no, this week. He's not, huh? So that's going to hurt me. Yeah, so yeah, does. only point five points from him. Jimmy Graham really hasn't done much. Tevin Coleman, twelve points. So Baker, eighteen. Baker had eighteen fantasy points this week. Actually, I'm pretty surprised. Oh, he did have a rushing touchdown, didn't he? Rushing and a. I think he threw for he one threw too. For Ricky Seals Jones is his only red zone target. Yeah, the only person he ever throws to. Um. Yeah. So. See, Mike, I don't mind losing games like this, where a team just blows me out. Like it still stinks, but that's why I was so frustrated early in the year. Because you'd rather not score one fourteen twenty points and still losing. Because I knew that games like this were going to happen, where I only score seventy five. Sure, of course, I was going to lose. Of course. So to lose those games, it's a killer. Because now I'm sitting at two and four, as opposed to being, you know, right in the hunt. Right. Which where are you? But that's just all matchup based. Uh, so. Where are you at points wise? I haven't looked at this. I week. think I'm fourth, fourth overall. Points, I think yeah, because Matt Matt passed me up. Okay, yeah, Matt's, Matt's past week playing pretty well. All right, well, moving on to the next game. Make America Great Again improves to two and four with a ninety-nine and a half victory over Joey's newly named team by week, who falls to two and four uh, with scoring their 80, 83 and a half points. Um, Uncle Tom, I think, has dropped Gardner Minshew, only four points. Chris Carson completely owned the Browns, 23 points. Uh, Sony Michelle, 11. Stephon Diggs, though, he had a trifecta of touchdowns, 38.5 points. Stephon Diggs. That, uh, that has to be the greatest free agent pickup of all time in the SFL. <laughs> wow, what a move that was. And Alvin Kamara, 9.5 points. He's starting him in his, in his flex. Um I've said it from the beginning, and I'll say it again. I love Uncle Tom's team. Will Disley, I think he's out for the year, so that's that's a bit of a hole. Hey, Torres Achilles, uh, that's a big hit in the, in the tight end spot. But I mean, you know, you got Camara, you got Diggs, you got Sony Michelle, Chris Carson. I mean, those are three running backs that are just really, really good. Um, just has to get some uh, more consistent receiver play. Sammy Watkins, the Lizard King, has not done anything since week one. Good God. Not a thing. Freaking lizard. I, I will forever hate the lizard king. 
for dropping almost 50 points on my team and single-handedly defeating me. Yeah, that's the only points he's just going to score all year. Uncle Tom's team, though, like my team, has been unlucky. I think me and him yes. have the most points against us in the entire league. Yeah, his team definitely has um, been unlucky. And I, like I said, I, I, I like this team coming out of the draft. But Yeah, I mean, his team is solid. It is. So, I mean, it just remains to be seen. I mean, I still think he's got a, uh, a good shot at, uh, at the wild card. Yeah, you're, you're number one in points allowed. He's two. So Yeah, we're, we're getting pounded, Boy. that's for sure. But the Stefan Diggs trade was huge for him. So Yeah. Um, it's a big upgrade. He definitely needed some help in the wide receiver area and he got it. So he he basically gave up a bag of chips to get Stefan Diggs, all pro receiver. So uh good move for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um his bench, nothing real uh noteworthy there. Moving on to Joey's team. Um Todd Gurley did not play but he did get 26 and a half points out of James Conner, which is looking like to be a pretty good trade for him. But I don't know. Giovanni Bernard, I mean, pretty much had to start him because Todd Gurley was out. Julio Jones, 14 points. Larry Fitz, nine. Greg Olson, seven. Washington defense, 12, because they played the Dolphins. Jameis Winston had, what, five interceptions this past week? Yeah. Yep, he sure Crazy. did. But he, he still somehow came up with 12 points. I think he threw for like 400 yards or something like that. But Man, he's got 12 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Second in the NFL only to our very own Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Well, at least he has more touchdowns than interceptions. Yeah, I would take that. A lot of those aren't Baker's fault, but I don't even want to get into that no, right now. No, no, we won't, we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, Cam Newton, I saw, was recently cut from Joey's team, so we'll see how that, uh, that pans out there. Uh, anything else on this one? I think he should be getting Sterling Shepard back, maybe, coming up here pretty soon. See if Danny um, Dimes can get him some balls. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what his health status is. He seems like he's always kind of banged up, but... Yeah, Joe. I mean, Joey's team. Um, they're still they're still in the hunt. So yeah, just keep plugging away. Absolutely. Well, moving on to the next game. Bless them again. Improves to three and three, with an eighty-five and a half to eighty-two victory over Never Forget Diggs. Close game. To, falls to two and four. It wasn't Never Forget Diggs. I, I like and I'm, I'm that's funny. Andy, Andy, you know what? <laughs> I'm digging the new team name. I like it, but now, Mike, where was um, where was the great Rex Burkhead this past week? Um, I, was his wife having a baby? I see that he had um, looks like zero points. Was he active? I don't believe he in was. Uh, inactive in week six, Rex Burkhead rejoins a very busy backfield committee as he's if he's active on Monday night. The Jets have allowed 50 receiving yards to backfields, but it's not clear if Rex will be in position to produce against New York. <laughs> Simply put, Burkhead is not trustworthy given how fluid his workload proves from week to week. Oh, boy. Deshaun <laughs> uh, Watson. And the Texans beat the Chiefs. 
he had 29 points. He uh, he went from zero to hero lately. I mean, he's been playing real well. He's got he has been 29 points, 41, 11, 25, 12, and 30. So he's uh, definitely one of the top few QBs in the NFL right now. Um, they're starting to find their groove, Mike. Yeah, but they're not getting really the ball to DeAndre Hopkins much. Which is weird. He's like Mr. Consistent over the past seven years. Yeah. I don't know. He, he really just hasn't had that big bust-out week except for week one. Week one. 27, yeah. six and a half, nine, four and a half, eleven and a half, and eleven and a half. So, yeah, he, I told you he was, his goals were to do about 2,000 yards this year, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, Travis Kelsey really hasn't been doing too much this year either. I mean, considering he's a third-round, second, third-round pick, really hasn't been doing a whole heck of a no. lot. No. Compared to last he year. He really has not. And he's been consistently – the one or two tight end in the league for the past three to four years now. Um, I don't know, Mike. I don't know if it's that I, I feel like recently a lot of the teams that are playing the chiefs are trying to prolong their drives. You know, like the time of possession has been in the other team's favor mm-hmm. the past two games, which is a smart game plan because sure. it keeps Mahomes. Mahomes can't beat you if he's not on the field. Um, you just got to wonder too, going forward, if having, Having Tyree kill back is going to benefit Travis Kelsey, but that's a good point. You know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, definitely remains to be seen. Um, Kenyon Drake, ten points. Uh, heard some trade rumors out there for him today. Not sure yeah, that if, could be uh, big if he gets traded. Not sure where he would go and what running back. Uh, you almost got to wonder if maybe maybe if Kansas City is one of the teams. Maybe. 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 I don't know. I mean, it's not like Kenny and Drake is like uh, elite back, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it's definitely – you can tell it, it's affecting the Kansas City offense. They don't look quite the same without that dominant back. Yeah. So I, I would think that they're going to be a team, maybe not in the first round, but I think next year they're going to draft one of these really good running backs oh, coming definitely. out. definitely. I'd be willing to bet. Absolutely. I'd agree with you there. Um, DK Metcalf, eight points on the bench. Devontae Parker, nine and a half. Boy, Broncos defense shut out the Titans 16 and nothing and scored 20 fantasy points. Uh, Marcus Mariota, who threw for 18,000 touchdowns against the Browns in week one, is now (laughs) benched. He's benched. I know. Ryan Tannehill. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Man. Anybody, I mean, we we, we kind of knew up? this was coming, but of course he goes off against the Browns. It's just you know, of course, one last hurrah for uh, for Mariota. Yeah, he's he was showing them what they uh, missed not drafting him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh gosh. Anyway, Joe Marco's team, Patrick Mahomes, eighteen points, eleven and a half out of Le'Veon Bell, Philip Lindsay, who's really been coming on lately, fourteen points, thirteen out of OBJ. Somehow, I, yeah. How did he get thirteen points? He just got enough catches. He had six catches for a one hundred one. I mean, he did have that one forty yard reception. He did. Yeah, that was a nice catch. That's just, just, like I don't understand. Seem like it. How does he? I don't. He makes all these insane one handed catches. These ridiculous sideline catches. I know. And if a ball hits him right in the hands, he just what is he? What's going on? Yeah, he had two or three. He had two or three drops on Sunday. Yeah. Easily. 
Jarvis, four and a half points. Cleveland Browns defense really was a big contributor there with a negative one point. Yeah, I think I think Joe finally dropped them. He did, yeah. Boy. Miles Garrett looks good, though. Maybe maybe we'll get to Greedy and Denzel back, I don't know, in 2020. You hear um, uh, the story about Miles Garrett getting punched I in the face? I did hear that. What the heck? What is that all about? Some idiot. And I saw Miles Garrett tweeted, like, put your legs into it next time. It'll yeah. make me flinch. Well, I mean, the sad thing is that Miles probably would have just crushed that guy. Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Pretty soon, I Miles think. Miles is uh, a good guy. Pretty soon, I think. Joe Marcos will be putting Carlos Hyden starting lineup. 16 and a half points. Man, he's having a quietly pretty good season. 426 yards, three touchdowns. Not bad. Not bad, Carlos. I think this is also the second game in a row that Auden Tate has had a pretty decent game. Yeah, I think um, you're right about that. In Mohamed Sanu has been – he didn't have a good game last week, but he's been somewhat decent also this year. Um, Randall Cobb, I don't know if he's healthy right now, but it doesn't look like Amari Cooper is going to be playing this week, so we'll see what Joe Marco mm. decides to do with that also. That's a good point. That is a good point. All right. Well, moving on to – did I uh... – did we get uh... – wait. No, I played Mark. I was going to say I thought we forgot about Mark's game, but I played Mark. Uh, so my team uh, runs CMC, improves to 6-0, and 93-80.5. Mark falls to 3-3. Three and three. I was a little bit nervous about this game because uh, nobody besides Lamar and uh, Christian McCaffrey really did much. Carrion Johnson helped me a little bit on Monday night with a touchdown. And Mark kind of started off big, didn't he? He yeah. got a pretty big lead. Yeah, he did early on. Yeah, he did. Because I think he had uh, he had Mike Evans and he also had Brady the on D. Thursday night. Panthers yeah, D. so he yeah and Mike Evans. So he had a pretty sizable lead. Yeah, I was um, definitely monitoring it on Monday night. Um, I think I had the lead by like one point going into Monday night. He had Marvin Jones. I had Carryon Johnson. So that was really the difference in the game. Yeah. For sure. Mike, what's really big for your team is you're going to be getting Hunter Henry back. He had almost 30 points this week. Well, I was happy that he was back this week. 26 fantasy points. I mean, had I plugged him in, it would have been over 100. Um, you can rest assured that he will be in the starting lineup this week. Um, so, Especially as O.J. Howard hasn't done anything this year. No, no not, not a thing. I don't even know. Has he even hit double digits no. one time? This, which is insane. Does he even His have double year, digit so points good. total? <laughs> no, he has not. Hit, he's been three zero seven and a half, four and a half, one and a half, four. Good God! Yeah, that's huge difference. Big difference from last year. Yeah, yeah, sure is. Sure is. But I'll tell you what, Lamar Jackson is playing uh, some great fantasy football quarterbacking. Uh, yeah, for fantasy wise, he's phenomenal. I mean, I, I mean, has he been has he been under twenty points this year? Once. Yeah, that's great production against the Steelers, which is surprising. Yeah, thirty-two, thirty, twenty, twenty-three, eleven, and thirty. Yeah, he's having a nice year. He's doing pretty Him good. and McCaffrey are definitely carrying you. Oh right now. yeah, yeah. I mean, McCaffrey's the number one fantasy football player so far this season. Um, I mean, he's got, I think, almost, let's see, uh, 50 more points 
than the next highest running back so far. Some something like that. Um, let's see. He's got thirty-eight more points than Delvin Cook, who's number two. He's having a massive, massive season. Six hundred eighteen yards rushing, seven touchdowns, three hundred five yards receiving with two touchdowns. Yeah, he's uh, he's. No, I think doing well. rushing. And touchdown wise, Nick Chubb is relatively close. He's got six, Not six wise, touchdowns. He's, yeah, uh, six touchdowns. Yeah. Six hundred. Does he have six hundred yards? Yes. Too? Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. He's he's up there. Yeah. He's the one bright spot in the Browns' offense. Yes. Right now. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Tyler Lockett. I think he didn't he get a touchdown nullified against the Browns. <laughs> think he, yes, yeah. he did. Then it went to uh, Chris Carson. Ended up getting it. Yes, that's right. But still had five catches for seventy-five yards. Uh, he's been a pretty consistent player this year. Joe Mixon, Andy, I don't know what the heck. It's probably just Cincinnati's terrible offensive line. It's the line, yeah. I mean, the talent, he's obviously a talented player. but Only been in double digits twice, so we'll see if he can rebound a little bit. I mean, if that's if that's your biggest concern, though, right now, Mike, I think your team's sitting pretty good, you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So. Just got to stay healthy. That's the main thing. Knock on wood. Yeah, but I'm running into a buzzsaw this week. I got Uncle Bill this week with Christian McCaffrey on a bye. So. Oh, that'll be tough. That's a, yeah, that's, that'll be. That's a real tough one. That's tough. Mike, get your first loss this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning for it. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely prepared for it. Um, Mark's team, though, like we said, Tom Brady, 21 points. Derrick Henry, only two and a half points because the Titans got shut out. Jordan Howard, four. The receivers. 12, and a, 12 out of Michael Thomas, 15, Mike Evans, uh, and 18 points out of the Panthers' defense, which is a great start against Tampa Bay with five picks. Yeah, really was. Big game from them. And Jordan Howard finally came back to earth, Mike. Yeah, finally. 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 Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, really, for your benefit. But Mark still, I mean, he's still in solid position. Still sitting at three and three. He's in the hunt, no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mark is definitely well within the thick of it. Uh, got anything else on this game or any of the other previous games? Nothing else. All right. Well, let's move on. You got the waiver wire update. Did we? Much did week. we cover um, the Pac-Man and going all in? Did we? Maybe I. I almost it. think we didn't. Let's see. Week six. I felt like we were missing a game. And I was like, was it Mark? Let's see. No, yeah, I think it was, no, no, no. We, it was yeah, we missed it. We missed it for sure because that was the game of the week. It was. Close game too. Yeah. Two real good teams. Um, man, I'm pulling it up. Good call. Because normally I go for my, my team last. I just set it up in different uh, – yeah, tab yeah. windows on my computer here, but all right. So going LN, Matt's team knocks off Bill's team one twelve and a half to one oh five to improve to five and one. Downing Bill to four and two. This was a battle of the four and ones. Great game. Um, Uncle Big Bill win. started Matt Stafford, benched Aaron Rodgers, which uh, kind of hurt a little bit, but wouldn't have made a difference in the game. But I understand why he did it on Monday night because uh, he's questionable. Well, that, I think. Well, I, I think because Matt had Kenny Galladay going, so any production that 
Galladay has is going to be coming from Stafford. I think I think Rodgers was also kind of questionable too, wasn't he? Might have been. So I think he wanted to – I know that he, he picked up Stafford because he didn't want to have his backup quarterback um, be like playing on Sunday and then Rodgers sit. Yeah. So he just threw in the other Monday night quarterback. Makes sense. But, Kyler Murray, though, 28 points. And Arizona beat Atlanta. Man, Atlanta is – they're, they're really not that year. good. Bad this year. They're not good. Do the Browns get to play them? They played them last year. Dang. And they beat them, so I, I don't think – yeah, we're missing out. Let me, let me just drop this for you. Kyler Murray, 21, 15, 16, 15, 25, 28 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. And he's getting rushing yards too, you know. So it's two hundred thirty-eight yards rushing, two touchdowns, seven touchdowns, four picks, and sixteen hundred sixty-four yards passing for the rookie Kyler Murray. Doing pretty good. David Johnson returning to fantasy relevancy, twenty-four points. Devonta Freeman, twenty-four points. So I mean, that's really uh, you know the the bulk of Matt's team. He got a real good performance on Monday night from Kenny Galladay, um, who continues to have a pretty uh, pretty solid fantasy football season. Um, he had five catches for a buck twenty-one, no touchdowns. Um, but Kenny Galladay's uh, <clears throat> having a pretty good season. He's been twelve twenty-one, he really is. two twenty and a half, and fourteen and a half. So they're been getting him the ball. Yeah, he's having a nice year. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike. I think he's going to start dropping back down to earth a little bit here. He has Especially been. with Hunter Henry coming back last two weeks. Know? I mean, he's last three weeks, really. He's been 22, 13 when he blew up 36 and a half, six and a half, three and four. And he's a nice player, but I think the start of the year, he was getting like almost 15 targets a game because Mike Williams was banged up. Yeah. Hunter Henry was injured. So all the targets were going to him and to um, Austin Eckler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like. Absolutely. Um, but now they're getting all their weapons back. So. Well, I don't think he's going to be able to keep that elite production up. He'll still, he's still a solid receiver. Sure. He's your number two guy behind Cooper Cup, who had a slow week this week. But Keenan we'll see Allen. how it goes. Oh, 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 on his team. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Got you. On Matt's fantasy team. Yeah, got you. i confused for a sec. Miles Sanders had 15.5 points on the bench. Curtis Samuel, 21. Robbie Anderson, 20 points. Terry McLaurin, 24 Jeez. points. I mean, that bench was we, uh, blowing up. We were raving about his bench, I think, last week or the week before, and whew, his bench outscored some uh, some teams here. Yeah, wow. Big games. Yeah. I like all those young receivers, especially Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. Um, and Miles Sanders, Mike, it was he, his touchdown was a receiving touchdown, wasn't it? I believe so, yeah. So that's good. We'll see if he can continue to uh, yeah, receiving, develop. Receiving touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he's got 219 yards receiving, 200 rushing. Not bad. Not at all. Not bad at all. Bill's team will be dangerous once they get Devontae Adams back. Um, I don't know if he's going to play this week or not. Um, haven't really gotten an update. Let's see. That turf toe can be. It can linger. Debilitating for players. It can yeah. definitely linger. So we'll see. Um, they got a good matchup this week against Oakland, but remains to be seen. But, you know, the number one fantasy football receiver this year has been none other than Chris Godwin. He is having a massive, massive fantasy season. Um, another 20-point effort. I mean, he is uh, 20 points fantasy-wise ahead of Michael Thomas. 
Yeah, he's number one, it. number one receiver in the NFL. I think he's uh, got what six touchdowns, six hundred sixty yards. Not bad. He's having a big, big year. Big year. Dalvin Cook. He's like the he's like the Larry Fitzgerald in that offense. Oh yeah, Bruce Arians. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, he's having a great season. Dalvin Cook, twelve points. Didn't do a whole heck of a lot this week. Did he? I'm not sure if he even got to 100 yards. Um, 41 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mark Ingram, 14 points. So, Patriots defense, of course, the MVP of the league so Man. far. Christian McCaffrey Insane. and the Patriots defense. I mean, Andy, just to, just to put this in perspective for you. So, Chris Godwin has scored 122 fantasy points this year. Mm-hmm. The Patriots' defense has also scored 122 fantasy points this year. <laughs> so the the Uncle Bill basically gets That's to start nuts. the uh, a number one wide receiver at, at his defense special teams position. It's crazy. Their schedule has been a joke up to this point. Has, I mean, how are they playing nobody? I know. <clears throat> the defending champs. He would be the number two running back. The New England defense. Oh my God. They'd be the number seven quarterback. That's insane. insane. What a steal. 28 points. I mean, let's just, just run down this line real fast. Seven points, 35, 14, 23, 15, 28. That's just stupid. And they play the Jets this week, who obviously looked a little bit better with Sam Darnold, but they're still – not a great offense. They have not allowed more than 11 points or more than 10 points. That's crazy. And I think last week was the first touchdown they gave up, Last wasn't week, it? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> impressive, to say the least. I mean, look at the schedule they got coming up. The Jets, the Browns, the Ravens, Eagles, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City. And they play Miami last week. So, but, I mean. Yeah. So, it gets a little difficult for them. <clears throat> during playoff time, but keep starting them. Yeah, I mean, you need wins. And they've played, they've already played the Jets, they've played Washington, um, they've played the Miami already, you know. Yeah. What a joke. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, Just plug them in and play them. Yeah. Absolutely. So we uh, good on this game? Good on this game. Yeah, tough loss. I mean, whenever you score 100 points and lose, it's tough. But Yeah, well, I think do? Uh, Bill will be returning to his winning ways this week <laughs> against my team. So, All right, so now let's get to the ever-so-exciting waiver wire report. All right, let's get to it here. So uh, first move was made by my dad's team. He dropped Matthew Stafford. He picked up Sam Darnold. Mm, good pickup. Um, did he pay for Which him? is a good pickup. He did. He paid big. Um, and I know he, he was – I was I was talking to him when he, he dropped him because he dropped him for Stafford this weekend um, just in case that uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't go. And um, he really wanted to get him back because the schedule at the end of the season for the Eagles is pretty easy – or for the Jets – the Eagles and the Jets, but the Jets have a pretty easy schedule come playoff time. Um, it kind of turns into what the Patriots schedule has looked like. So that was a good pickup for him going forward. Um, 
Let's see. Uncle Tom, he dropped Preston Williams. He added Jaron Brown. Uh, Tyreek's daycare, they added the Jaguars D, dropped Jonathan Hillman. Jaguars D just lost their best player to the Rams, so we'll see how that goes. Um, my dad then dropped TJ Hawkinson. They picked up Chris Herndon, so probably trying to pair him if needed with Sam Darnold. Just, just um, real quick, I did hear that Jalen Ramsey's back immediately popped into place upon hearing the news that he got traded. Yeah, for the how Rams. about that? His back just healed up just like that. Amazing. It's a miracle. <laughs> Uncle Joe added the Packers defense. Uncle Tom dropped the Ravens defense, added the Steelers defense, who's actually been pretty solid yeah, this year. Uh, he also dropped Will Disley, which was a tough loss. He yeah. was playing really well. Achilles. Uh, Achilles. Yes, I mean, who knows? I mean, Coming back from Achilles is not easy, so we'll see. Uh, and he added Darren Fells. Good pickup. He is a good pickup, yeah. Joe Marco added the Seahawks defense. He hey, actually dropped Randall didn't Cobb. did Darren Fells used to be on the Browns? Yes, he did. Huh. He, he caught like <laughs> yes, five he touchdowns in the red zone last year, didn't he? He caught Baker Mayfield's first ever touchdown also. Huh. So you mean to tell me that Darren Fells and Duke Johnson, we don't need him. Never, never mind. <laughs> My bad. Oh, man. Now you got me all upset again, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> then let's see. So Joey changed his team name to bye week because he has three guys on bye, but he's still projected to score a decent amount of points. Uh, he dropped Cam Newton, added Daniel Jones, which was a good pickup because I think they play um, the Arizona Cardinals this week. Then he dropped the Redskins defense. Uh, Joe Marco picked up Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Dropped the Browns defense, which is probably a smart move. Uncle Tom dropped Gardner Minshew, picked up Mason Rudolph, who will be coming back this week. Yeah, Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico is playing pretty solid for the most part. Is Foles going to get that job back when he comes when he gets healthy? I I don't. I, I would guess no, probably. No. Gardner's 23, 24 years old. He's been playing well. I guess it depends how he finishes, you know, this season off, but. Um, You'd think they'd want to just keep developing Gardner. Well, I, I mean, would think. I, fan- I don't know. Fantasy points-wise, he's been 17, 15, 17, 16, 20, and then four points. Not, yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, Uncle Tom then well, I think I'm he gonna pick him up. added Dante Pettis, dropped Jaron Brown. Uh, Eric added the Texans' defense, dropped the Chiefs' defense. And then Uncle Tom later dropped Mason Rudolph, picked up Alan Lazard from the Green Bay Packers, who, who came in. And I think he had a touchdown. Um, never heard of him before. Lazard kind of sounds like Lizard. Oh, is he a so cousin of Sammy Watkins? I think he may be related to the Lizard King. Interesting. And that is it, Mike, for the waiver wire. Okay. All right. Very, very... Uh... Interesting waiver wire, but not really because, man, that is slim pickings on the waiver wire. Yeah, there's not much out there. There's That's for sure. Nothing out there. Even in a 14-team league, there's more players uh, in, in, a, in the waiver wire Seriously. that you can pick up. Seriously. And we, have one, and we have one team that's made zero transactions. So <laughs> somehow, that says uh, a lot. somehow it, it works out with all the, all the DJ Sharks out there. DJ, he's gonna have a big week this week, I bet. Yeah, I plan. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, 
move on to the picks section of the pod. Um, All right, Mike. So fantasy-wise last week, I picked four games correctly. You picked three games correctly. I'm still up 22 to 19. NFL-wise, you picked six correctly. I picked eight correctly. I'm up 54 to 49. Okay. So I'm maintaining my lead. I am the biggest loser for sure. All right. Well, Drew Fabrice versus the worst team ever assembled. Currently, Eric projected for 91.7, and Mark projected for 72.9. I don't know if he's got guys on a buy or what, but uh, Eric's team make it their second win. They got Saquon Barkley coming back. Got a little bit of momentum. Um, Go ahead and give me... Eric's team. All right. I'm going to say let the good times roll for Eric's Ooh. team. He's going to get back-to-back victories. Possibly a new team name for him. There we go. Let the good times roll. Going all in, 5-1, and one, 95.6 projection versus Bless Him Again, 3-3, three and three, where the 90.1 projection. Um, give me Matt's team. I don't think there's any slowing these guys down. Yeah, Matt's team looks – pretty unstoppable right now i'm going with his team also yeah all right never for net for net digs projected for 92.4 <laughs> facing off against their fellow two and four team uncle tom's team make america great again projected for 72.6 the saints aren't on by this week are they i don't think so yeah. i just think alvin kamara alvin kamara is questionable i'm not sure if he's gonna play or not yeah, he put. He doesn't even have him in. He's got Lazard in a, a Lazard in the lineup. So this is the Stefan Diggs bowl, Mike. Also starting the Jets defense against the Patriots. So. The Stefan Diggs bowl. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with Uncle Tom's team. Yeah, <laughs> I'm also gonna go I mean, with Uncle it, Tom's team. Although Uncle Joe's team is projected for much bigger. We will see what happens. Tyreek's daycare projected for 102 with their 3-3 three and three record facing off against Team Fantuzo projected for 82.1, also 3-3. Three and three. Andy, if Team Fantuzo sets a lineup, they, they might be lethal. Um, but the way that Evan's team has been playing as of late, I mean, they're projected for over 100 points. I'm hard-pressed to pick against them. I'm going with Evan's team. Okay. I, as it is currently, as it is right now, I would go with Evan's team as well. It seems like Fantuzo at least makes an appearance on the app at least once a week. Uh, he made a few changes last week. I, I think he at least slides in Evan Ingram into his lineup, so I'm going to go um, with Fantuzo this week. Even if he brings Evan Ingram in, he's still projected for 93. 10 points yeah. less than Evans' team. But the Bills also have a pretty good matchup, though, this week. So do the Jag- defensively. So do the Jaguars playing Cincy. But we'll see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Fantuzo. Okay. Sounds good. By week, 2-4, and four, projected for 86.9 versus Andy's Avengers, 88.7. <laughs> Andy, I picked your team every week. Why should I go anything different? Why should I? Keep going, Mike. Should I pick against your team? You do what you think needs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. 
I mean, you've already got so much exciting things going on. You already got half a point. Cortland Sutton caught a pass, Cortland Andy. Sutton. He's my boy. Uh, let me get your team. <clears throat> no, Mari Cooper is going to kill me this week. Cortland Sutton caught a pass. And no Nick Chubb. Why did I pick your team? Dang it. I'm going with Joey's team. <laughs> this I is forgot Nick Chubb me. was on a bye. Completely knock me out of playoff contention no, this week. No, it's not. Um, you know, you you never know. Crazy things happen every week. Um, run CMC six and zero projected for ninety two and a half. The Pac Men four and two projected for ninety seven point eight. As I said before, I am going with Uncle Bill's team. Yes, I am also going. I think that uh, not having CMC is going to hurt you. No, oh, big time this week, Mike. Yeah, big time. Big time. So. Welcome to the loss column. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Probably we'll most, see. most likely. Most likely. So, all right. NFL week seven Broncos Chiefs playing right now. I got the Chiefs. Yeah. Going Chiefs. Raiders Packers. Give me the Packers. Packers are really playing well right now. I'm also going to go with the Packers. Okay. Rams, Falcons. Boy, give me the Rams. Yeah, I um, I have a hard time picking the Falcons right now. They're playing terrible. 49ers, Redskins. Oof, do we even need to pick this one? I'm going to take the 49ers. Yeah, Tex- for sure. Texans, Colts, which I think will be a low-key interesting game. That's um, a good matchup. I'm going to take yeah. the Colts in an upset. I'm going to go with the Texans. Vikings-Lions. Uh, give me the Vikings. And this actually, the the Lions have been pretty good this year. This is I don't think this will be that bad of a game either. I agree. But uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings also. Jaguars-Bengals. Uh, give me the Jags. Did the Bengals have a win? No. Yeah, they're... I'm going with the Jags. Cardinals, Giants. Give me Kyler and the Cards. All right, I'm going to go with. I'll go Danny Dimes here. Okay. Dolphins, Bills. The Bills will destroy them. Oh, okay. On their defense, Bills all day. For sure. Chargers, Titans. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I think. Um... Titans don't know what they're doing at quarterback right now. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Ravens, Seahawks. I'm going to go with the Seahawks. They look good. Yeah, Seahawks look like one of the best teams in the league. I'm also going Seahawks. Saints, Bears. Good game. Uh, Give me the Saints. Is Mitch still out also? I'm guessing probably. Uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm going the Saints. Eagles Cowboys Sunday night football. Good game. Give me the Cowboys and the bounce back. All right, I'm going with the Eagles. Okay. Patriots Jets Monday night football. Huh. Give me the New England Patriots. Clever, Mike. Tricky. <laughs> yeah, give me the Pats. 
Stay perfect. All right. So we have one final game to pick. It is uh, Freddie Kitchens versus the bye week. I will take the bye week. <laughs> Give me <laughs> – I'll take Freddie. <laughs> Come on, Freddie. We'll Get it see. done. We'll see. All right. Well, that's about all I've got. Um, anything else? Only thing I got to say is we'll, we'll see if there's any rumors. I, I think uh, – I don't think it looks like Trent Williams is coming. There are some strong rumors. I don't want to give that up a one, happen. though. Either do I. Not not for a guy who's 30 into the back end of his career. Um, I wouldn't want to give up a one. Just draft an offensive lineman. Yeah. It's supposed to be a good offensive line draft, from my understanding. Yeah. Uh, Miko Hardman, 21-yard touchdown. Just is now. He, he's available, I think. He is available, but not until next week because he's playing yep. now. Yep. Thank God your dad didn't start him. <laughs> That's right. I forgot he had him. <laughs> For all sure. right. All right. Well, um, yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got as well. All Good right. luck to everybody. Yeah. And hey, the Browns can't hurt you this week. So. Yeah, I don't even know if Joe Marcos would be able to field a team. Pretty sure that he had every. That's Browns, right. Yeah. Pretty sure is. he had every Browns player. So. That's going to be hurting him a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a good week. Good weekend. Andy and I will be back next week for our eighth episode and potentially our mid-season review. Yeah, we'll have to do that. That's always a fun episode. Mid-season award ceremony. So that's uh, that's a fun episode to do. We'll uh, see who wins the Lucky Terms Award, if there is one. Don't forget to send your questions. We haven't had questions in two weeks, Mike. I don't really think we've been getting a lot of listens, Andy. Disappointing. Yeah. Only five plays last week. It's pretty sad podcast is dying with the browns yeah i know that's all right and i think we still like doing I think it. all five of them were evan evan just keeps replaying his segment <laughs> on repeat and clapping at it over and over and over again well thanks <laughs> at least we have one one devoted fan out there this he's is our that, biggest fan that's, that's why we do the podcast i'm pretty sure he, he probably wears the uh fantasy football league t-shirt will he listen he texted to. me he texted me last night and he's like where's the, the wednesday podcast so he definitely is a loyal listener that's for sure yeah for sure all right guys we'll have a good night and uh see you next week peace